We'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Two fancy for that. Welcome to episode number 13 of The Take with Willie Mason. Lucky 13, huh? It is like, do you know why it's lucky? Yeah, what's that? Because we've got merchandise. <laughs> we have mugs, look. We've got mugs, <laughs> The Take with Willie Mason, and we've got our names oh, on them. Oh, look, what does yours say? Mine says the draw card of the show. <laughs> the only reason people are listening. Mine what's yours say? Ian's mate. Ian's mate. <laughs> Ian's offside. There is big news this week. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple, but the main thing is the NRL is back. Volandis has – he has produced – it's ridiculous. He said the 28th, and it's going to be the 28th. So um, massive shout-out to him. He's ridiculous. I think his stock has gone from zero to about a billion dollars. So it's uh, it's enormous, mate. It's been a great – it's been a great week for rugby league, so we are back. I don't know if you saw through the week, but they've actually created a wall poster of Peter Volandis, where if you buy a specific paper, I can't remember which, Shut but up, you can really? literally you can get a, a wall po- Who is putting Peter Volandis on their wall? Is it nude? Is he nude? He's nude, 100% nude. Oh, does yeah. he look like Barry? He's exactly, He's exactly like, like Barry. I knew he was. How long before that comes out? just photoshopped Barry, Barry's body and Volandis' head. I hope everyone knows who Baz is because otherwise <laughs> – Everybody knows who flat. Barry is, man. I tell I you – have to say it. Would you get a wall poster? I would get, I'll get a T-shirt with Barry and, and Volandi's head. Did you have it. posters on your walls as a kid? Did you have – who was you? It wasn't that. I was like NWA and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't really rugby league posters. It wasn't? What about Peter Volandi? <laughs> <laughs> if I was now? a 10-year-old man, Peter Volandi's – He's going straight up in yeah. film room. Uh, yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, not much of a poster, boy. What, what about yourself? Nah, no, I wasn't actually. I, you, I had still, bro, you had Bross. Bross? Bross yeah, you were yeah, yeah. a, a Bross fan. I love Bross. They were good. You could have been in a <laughs> you boy band. You would have been in a boy band with you that please. hairstyle, mate. It's a good Come hairstyle. <laughs> I reckon that Peter Volandis has done an amazing job. I yeah. think the best thing about what Peter Volandis has done is that he has pissed off everyone to do with the AFL. Yeah. Melbourne hate him anyway because of mm. racing. But aren't they getting their little angry pills on? <laughs> oh, mate. They just hate it because they got this such a massive sporting rivalry. And I really didn't notice it. Like I played in a Decider in, in Origin 2006. And I didn't really notice the whole, you know, the, the Melbourne versus Sydney. Because people who live in Sydney don't really give a shit, I thought. Don't really care about the sporting events that we get. We got the 2000 Olympics. Pretty much we've been sitting on our <laughs> sitting on that for 20 years. But we're down there, and I was talking to some people in this in a in an origin function. They're like, you know, it's great that you got the decider down here, and you know, this makes sure. I mean, Melbourne is, is Melbourne is way better than Sydney as as a sporting capital. I was like, yeah, it's Melbourne's awesome. I always thought Melbourne is better than Sydney personally. How dare you? say And that? I don't give a fuck really because I just honestly just speak out because I'm not from Sydney, I'm from Newcastle. I was born in New Zealand. I've no, do you know what I mean? I just look at it as a whole and go, yeah, Melbourne looks cool. Like I've been down the Melbourne Cup and the Grand Prix and all these sort of other events, and I'm like, yeah, we had the Olympics. It's 20 years ago, but who cares? We hold the Grand Finals, we have Origin and all that kind of stuff. But that were hell bent, and I was really, really, I was sort of shook, going, wow, you really got this whole whole rivalry rivalry thing? Yeah, we have got Origin now. We're going to grab your sport, bring it down here. This is a dude who was pretty. A high, a, high, a high official in, in in Melbourne in the sporting arena. I was like, wow, you really like that? And it is. It's actually like that. It's probably gotten worse. But, um, yeah, Volandi's pissed everybody off. And it's probably, so the first to- it's probably the first time the NRL has actually done anything better than the AFL in the last well, I think, well, yeah, well, well, look at the AFL. They've been laying in the cut going, hmm, look at the NRL just taking all these hits. Volandi's taking these hits. They'll never make the 28th, just doubting everybody. When they do come back, we'll set our date because that means all, all gloves are off. There's no more no more rules, all this sort of stuff. So they haven't really copped all – haven't been on the front line. Volandi's has gone, bang, we're going to cop this. I'll lead the way. The leadership that he has shown has been unbelievable. And has the AFL – been outplayed or they're sort of just laying back going, you know what, we'll lay back now. Now we're coming back, what, June 11? They've got another date. They've got a date as well. They've just just pushed it back another month or two. And good old rugby union's got nothing. Well done. You know, exactly. But, I mean, they're they're not done, the AFL. The AFL usually play their cards pretty smarter than (laughs) – 
Does that even make sense? Pretty smart. Pretty smarter. Pretty smarter. Yeah, yeah. Could have said smarter. that better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way smarter than the NRL. Mm. So they're, um, you know, they've got some big hitters down there. But you know, we're going to be on first. Volandis deserves all the credit, and bring on fucking tomorrow night. I'll tell you who's not pretty smarter. <laughs> now it sounds dumb. Bronson Cherry. He is the opposite Ooh. of pretty smarter. He has hurts me. That hurts me. For those of you who do not know, Bronson Cherry has tested positive for six hundred and thirty-six different types of anabolic steroid, and he will be having what seemingly is going to be a very long stint on the sidelines. William, you train with Roger Fabry, mm-hmm. and Bronson Cherry also trains with him. Yeah, is this a bad mistake by a good kid? It is. I think it is. And if, if I didn't personally know Bron- Bronson, I'd probably be sitting here going, you know, like, get rid of the kid, you know, do you know, like saying some dumb shit, you know what I mean? Because I don't really know the kid, but I personally know the kid. And I did a few training sessions with him. He was he's very insightful. He was very respectful for older players. You know, I'm 40. He's, he's 19. You know what I mean? And he watched, he watched me play. He was just, he was just one of those young kids that I, you know, you, you, you enjoy talking to him. And I, it's, usually it's very, 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 very rare these days that I want to talk to a 19-year-old kid who's just going to be their next superstar. So it hurts me when I when I even have to say it. Rip- and I even talked to you the other day. I said, do we, do we have to talk about Bronson? You know, I was a bit, I was a bit um, you know, sat back. I was just like, well, I don't really want to bag the kid. But I just, I just and, and I'm not going to bag the kid. He's made a mistake. He's a 19-year-old kid and... I just don't want everybody to crucify him. He's going to make a mistake. The best thing he can do, I've tried to reach out to him. Obviously, he's turned off all social medias, and I'm not sure about his phone number and everything like that. Took his phone. Yeah, yeah. They took his phone, but I'm just trying. I'm just trying to get in contact with him too. Just say, oi, just be upfront. They've got. It's it's done. It's clear. You're positive. Mm. You know what I mean. Be upfront. Take accountability. Man up for it. You fucked up. You've been a 19 year old kid, doesn't know. 19 year old Willie Mason wouldn't know shit compared to a 40 year old Willie Mason. You know what I mean? Hindsight is beautiful. But him, like the people that who are surrounding him at the moment, or the people that's been surrounding him in the last three to four years, that's your fault. He's, he needs to take accountability, but like that, that's their fault. They're, they're the ones that have been around him, obviously telling him to, to, to do all this kind of stuff. Obviously, he he needs my main the narrative is accountability. Come out and just say, look, he's the one you got to jab that shit in your guts. You know what I mean? So, I want him to come out and and just take full accountability and just go, I I fucked up. I did this, this, and this. But he needs to check his circle. He needs to check it big time. I'm not sure who he's hanging out with at the club or outside of the club. Who his close friends are, family, anything like that. They've advised this kid wrong and potentially ruined his career. I think realistically for him, you know, he, he is only 19, which means if he gets – I don't think he'll get four years. That's that's the maximum sentence. Mm. If he pleads guilty, you'll probably get two. He comes back at 21, a club will pick him up. You know, you can't say that this will destroy the kid's career. What it has done is it's shown Gosh. that poor decisions and everyone who's a young player out there, mm. if you try and take shortcuts, mm. you're only cheating yourself. And if you get caught – it will potentially put your entire life, you know, not in jeopardy, but in ter- your career in jeopardy, and it'll put a stain on your character for the rest of your oh, life. It's, 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 this is going to be with him for the rest of his career. Yeah. There's no doubt. It doesn't matter if he's clean for the rest of his career. He is positive at the moment right now. So I'm, re- I'm really worried about the mental health of the kid, and I hope, hope to God that the NRL or Cronulla Sharks, RLPA, are very aware of that, because can you imagine being a 19-year-old kid with the world at your feet and this happening to you? You know, a week ago he was on there saying, I can't wait, I got faster and everything like that. I can't wait to play on Saturday. This is a week ago. I can't wait to play on Saturday. We're gonna, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to show everybody what i got. And that's genuinely, I thought that was just his hard work. But be mindful, very, be very, very mindful, people. Social media, Twitter, all your comments, everything, it, it – it builds up and it builds up and it builds up and up. And this kid is a kid. 
And if you know he's already I mean? made one bad decision, and he's like made a this, bad decision, he's made you a bad don't want to be yeah, put. He's made a bad on. decision, but don't go on his fucking social medias. Don't hit him on the press too hard. He's he has fucked up beyond belief. He knows that more than anyone. But just be mindful of of he's a human being. He's a young kid. He's not a thirty year old kid, a thirty year old man. I mean, or twenty five year old man. He's a teenager, man. You know, he's a teenager. He's not even 20 years old yet. So I just really worry about the people that he's been hanging around. And I just I just hope to God that there's there's there are places in step, you know, like just to to get to him so he's mentally right. So we don't have a tragic story on our hands because this shit could go south real quick because he's a really good kid. He's just really he's stuffed up. And I just it just it's, I'm really like it sort of hurt me because I was just talking to him a couple of weeks ago, just talking about how much, he, you know, like about other players and he's sort of what moves he's going to have this year and what he should, like how, what he, what he's going to do. We're just talking footy. It was good. We're just talking about it for an hour all the time. Him and, him and little Flanagan were, there, were down there. And I just, yeah, I, I just wish all the best for him. And I just, the, I mean, he's going to cop his medicine, deal with it, get over it. He's going to have to get over it, have a really good support system around him in the next couple of years because he's going to cop a heap and he's got to be strong. The Little Black Book, whilst it's been amazing, it has also been – you've never specifically said before, next week I'm going to get such and such no. on. And I was concerned because <laughs> what if this particular person was away or, you know, well, he can't yeah. be away, coronavirus. Yeah. But you've come through again, William. Yeah, I think – I mean, the whole the – whole, this sort of just come on us, didn't it? I mean, obviously the NRL season ended and all that kind of stuff, all this shit was going on. And we're like, do we? how, how do we sort of be more diverse instead of being – you know, pigeonholed into this NRL show, which we're not, you know, we, we can talk about anything we want. And I was thinking, you know, I've got a lot of people that, a lot of guys that I've known, known and I'm friends with that in that are elite sportsmen, you know, like James Magnuson, John Stepherson, me, Joel Parkinson. Like, I've, I've, there's still a lot to come. So, hopefully, in the in in um, the rest of this year, they all they all get a chance to come on the show and we get a chance to get them on. But this this week, I've gone, you know, we. Uh, we are proud, proudly sponsored by Neds, which is great. And I thought, well, fuck, we just keep gambling on horse racing and we I keep losing, but we keep winning collectively as a we group. We win as a team. We win as a team. team. So I thought I'd ring Huey Bowman and just get his, you know, just I think I think he's one of the best sportsmen, most underrated sportsmen people, uh, sportsmen in Australia because all we do is we, we really uplift the NRL, the rugby union, AFL, you know, if you if you're at the cream, if you're the cream of the crop in all those sports, you seem to get all the accolades. But he's an individual sport, man, and he has been phenomenal. I've been really good friends with him for over ten years, and um, you know, obviously in the the, the narrative for most of our interviews are, you know, the, the mindset, you know, um, uh, his focus and all this kind of stuff, the training. I want to know this. Sh- I want to know this shit. So the average person wants to know. So let's just give him a ring. Let's get him on and, the phone. Um, I'll get the headphones on. All right. He didn't, he didn't message me back. It's ringing. Good start. Yeah. Willie. Huey Bowman, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, thanks for doing this, bro. That's right. How no you worries. been? Yeah, well, thanks. I told you I'd ring. I told you I'd start my own podcast and you have to fucking come on. I know. <laughs> we haven't started yet. How's it been going? Yeah, good. Like we've had um, some really good guests on. Uh, mate, it's been unreal, actually, considering all the bullshit that's been going on. Yeah, well, it probably gives people something to have a listen to. And yeah, all that. It's, it's a bit different. Oh, yeah, we'll get started right now because I know you're busy, mate. Oh, I'm here too, oh, Hugh. Uh, yeah, sorry. Ian Byrne, he's Ian's my partner. Speaking. I'm probably the reason why it's... Yeah, Ian, mate, I think it's been going well basically because of me. So you'll probably work that out pretty quickly, though. I'm I'm carrying him on my oh, back. I just I'm just yeah, with the kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll go That's in quiet. What have we got in the background? Peppa Pig. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's not that, but it's the full brother. How's that? Yeah, perfect, mate. Yep. All right. Well, uh, we've got Huey Bowman, legendary uh, Hall of Fame. Why, why actually? Why do they put you in the Hall of Fame already when you are still a jockey, like when you're still competing? Why is that? 
You have to wait five five years after um after you play your NRL career. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not part of the selection process, but obviously the board I was nominated by somebody and yeah, the board agreed. So I'm not the first jockey to be inducted while still riding cause I Oh, okay. Do they usually rem- particularly like do they usually um wait for you to to finish? Well, Glenn Boss is a member, uh, as is Damien Oliver. So there's two that are currently riding. Okay, sweet. I, I, I remember when Darren Biebens was inducted. It was probably at a similar age as I am, in his late 30s. So mm-hmm. I remember being there at that ceremony. I guess one so, of the things with jockeys, mate, is that you, you do have such a long career. I mean, it's not as if you go through – your other sports, your cricket or your AFL or your, your rugby players, where they sort of the body gives up at late thirties. As a jockey, you can ride for a lot longer. What sort of, I mean, what sort of training are you doing now? Is it harder to train, or are you still going okay? Um, no, it's not harder to train. The, the thing about what we do, the, the biggest things are weight. I mean, your fitness tends to come naturally. You don't really. Um, you know, how do I describe it? It's a very unique sport in that, I mean, 20, 30 years ago, jockeys tended, especially in Australia, they tended to sort of run run through their use-by date by about the age I am. You know, you didn't see many top jockeys over the age of 40, but I think that's changed with the, with the globe becoming somewhat of a, smaller place with the facilities of being able to travel around the world because you look at your European jockeys and they tend to flourish in their late 30s through their 40s and I mean Mick Canaan one of the best jockeys of all time you know he retired at the top of his game at 50 years old so the fortunate thing about being a jockey you get all that experience and you know at my you know I'm I'm 40 this year and good age you that's a good age, but I, I honestly feel—I honestly feel like, um, you know, I've got the experience and the knowledge, and you know, obviously, I've achieved a great deal. So I don't feel the need to try and prove myself anymore. It's just a matter of finding a horse fast enough to take me through whatever race that I'm really aiming for. Okay. Uh, so it's being a jockey is unique compared to other athletes, but certainly. Uh, there are a lot of fundamentals that are very much the same. We can't mention uh, Huey Bone without mentioning your little mate, Winks. She's a beauty, and I'm not that much of a horse racer, but you and that horse got the whole fucking nation going crazy, mate. How was that whole experience, you know? I mean, I, I remember going to, to race days at Randwick. You were winning uh, on Winks. I think the last day was my we went to last, your birthday. Yeah, it was my birthday. It was, yeah. it was your... You were um, oh, riding no Winx? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. But uh, how good was that experience riding her? She was um, obviously unbeaten. And just, is that one of the best horses you've ever ridden? Or is uh, that a stupid question? Yeah. That's a stupid question. Right. Um, Plenty of those on this show. She, don't no, know that. She's, yeah, it was an amazing journey. And it's, it's hard to describe. But I guess, you know, as a youngster, you know, I dreamed of like, you know, I remember when Elton Flatley, I went to the 2003 World Cup and Elton Flatley kicked the penalty goal for Australia mm. at, on the full-time whistle to send the final into overtime. And obviously, Johnny Wilkinson slotted the field goal to send England yeah. the victory. But but, but, but th- those moments of, you know, it was all him, you know. And, and the folk, you know, I dreamed of that. I dreamed of serving for Wimbledon. I dreamed of... I don't know, hitting uh, when Steve Wall hit his just final a big, just four. A, just big fi- dreams. Final hundred in the at the, at the his final game at the SCG. I was there. You know, big I, I just dreamed of that moment uh, as an athlete and, and as a human. And uh, and Winks gave me that. So she gave me that in many times. But uh, it was a process that I, I developed with her. I developed with the. Uh, with what was going on and the reason she was so famous is because she raced for so long you know there's there's many horses well not many but every few years there'll be a horse that can achieve the level that she did but you don't see them achieve it 
year after year after year and she did it and that's what she did and that's what made her so special and that's what made the whole team around her you know it wasn't just it wasn't about me it was about it wasn't even about winks it was about the whole team around her and and how much effort went into harnessing her ability and keeping her at the level she was for so long and I've got no doubt she she went out at the top of a game and I'm sure she would have actually won a fifth Cox Plate had she have stayed in work but there's absolutely no regrets from anyone that that didn't happen it was just it was an amazing to be perfect wasn't it a part of such such an incredible athlete you know and I guess it is sorry as mate child, I, as a child I dreamed of winning a Melbourne Cup I didn't dream of riding winks but once I started being a jockey, I did. I started dreaming about being associated with a champion and the fact that I was associated with arguably the best horse that you know we're, we've ever seen, certainly in Australia, is, yeah, it's, it's actually, Special, I've got to pinch man. myself, to be honest. It's yeah. funny too because, I mean, Will mentioned the Melbourne Cup before and that's, I guess, for, for people that don't follow racing, the Melbourne Cup, I guess, is the race that everybody that's knows. That's me. That's me. Yeah, and, and, and that's a big thing. I just you know, know Huey Bowman. That's my that's, – that's, <laughs> that's how I get into places. I know Huey Bowman. Fucking get, get out of my way. At the bar at the top. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it, – the Cox Plate is without doubt, I think, the, the pick race in Australian history, you know, that that's, it's, it is the, the best race in the Southern Hemisphere. And for you to have done what you did there, it's something that will never, ever be forgotten. And it's, and it's funny too because it links you directly with a horse. What's your relationship now? I mean, you've won a lot of races on her. Do you still go and see her? Do you still sort of – I actually – I went and saw her um – just last week, but I hadn't seen her for over a year. So to answer your question, no, I don't go and see her. But she's at the next stage of her her life, and that's fantastic, and it's great to see her so healthy. And I'm sure she, you know, there's no doubt she's going to have a great life ahead of her. But you know, for me too, I, I mean, obviously, she's my career is going to be defined to a degree through Winks. There's no doubt about that. Not. I'm very proud of You'd that. You'd be happy to do that. Honest. Jeez, but, yeah. but 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 it's not only winks, you know. And, and you know, if I'm going to continue riding, I, I want to be the best I can be. I don't want to be, you know. I can look back on winks for many years to come. I look back on her now with great appreciation, and it's only now that I don't have anything quite like her that I'm realising just how good she was. But it's you know, I, I I've got to continue on as does Chris Waller. Um, you know, we've got to continue on with our journey, and yeah, I guess. Well, what else can I do? It's no yeah. good thinking about what what Winks is doing. You know, although I'm very wary of it. Um, you know, I've got to focus to the future and not get a sore neck looking back because there'll be plenty of time for that. Yes. Do you? I mean, the Melbourne Cup obviously is a race you haven't run, what haven't won on yet. Is that something now that you've sort of? I guess even this year now they won't probably be international horses, will they? They won't bring them over. So probably uh, I don't know, to be honest. This is probably one you of you guys your... have gotten away of everything. You haven't been hey, you've been racing all the time through this COVID stuff. How how you been going with that? Well, it's been good because you know obviously you keep your weight in check and the industry's put you know unbelievable you know led by Peter Volandis of course here in New South yeah, Wales. Yeah, was an but... animal, didn't he? But the thing about what we do, you know, you're actually not interacting with people. You're interacting. No, that's what with I'm horses. saying. You don't give a fuck about the crowd, do you? Well, maybe look, down the straight when everyone's going there's nuts. There's certainly a lack of atmosphere when when Farner won the Golden Slipper. Hmm. But yeah. But the fact was, we still won the Golden Slipper, so it didn't mean didn't take anything away from the race for me. Um, you know, you, you you miss that the vibe that comes from the crowd and. I guess at this time of the year, you're just going through the motions, and you, you know, you, you, you're giving each horse um, the necessary admiration they need. But at the end of the day, that the big days, it was a re- was really different. But this time of year, it'll be pretty quiet anyway, and you'd have your consistent race goers. You wouldn't have huge crowds every week. Uh, you, you'd have the dead set racing people, and we, we do need them. But the fact that the industry could keep going. Everyone can watch it at home anyway. So you probably don't miss the look, drunks yelling at you on the beaten favourites, do you? When you're coming back into the mounting yard, you got all those people uh, giving you the advice. That's me, by the way. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll order off a duck's back. 
Yeah. Mate, what do you reckon now um, in terms of uh, with the the races coming up, um, you say it's a, a quiet time. Do you try and reduce your rides or do you just keep going as is? Uh, no, you don't want to reduce your ride. Well, we're restricted at the moment to areas, okay? So in New South Wales, um, you're either a city jockey, you're a northern jockey or a southern jockey. So you can't ride outside your area. So at the moment, we're restricted anyway. To be perfectly honest, I've enjoyed the slow of pace and the less travel. It's been really good. Uh, tap into the family a bit more. So that's been great. But going forward, look, I'll probably have a little time off during July and freshen up a bit and then be ready to go sort of for the new season from August 1. So that would be my plan. Ride for another three weeks, I think, then have a break. And, I mean, I don't have to have a break. I choose to do that. All right. Uh, the racing keeps going. And, you know, obviously from mid-August, you're really starting to build into the spring carnival. Whether the overseas horses are here or not, it makes – uh, for me, at this stage, makes little or no difference. Huey, mate, I know that you're um, you're a keen league fan. Like, who, who's your team, and are you pumped to see the league back on? Because I know I know I am. But well, like, I think everyone is. Yeah, yeah, I think Australia. I mean, obviously, racing is a little bit different. It's an individual sort of sport. But like, just to see rugby league back on TV. I mean, who who is your team, and um, who do you follow? I follow the Roosters. I was obviously. no, I knew that. I well done. Knew that. I mean, well done. <laughs> Living in the eastern suburbs for this long, I felt that it would be rude not to. So, And the thing about the Roosters, they win, and I like to win. So. <laughs> Mate, I was just thinking, I always ask every like every other athlete, I mean, obviously when league players retire, they've got pretty much no fucking plan. Um, I even asked Magnuson about that, about swimming, no plan. Joel Parkinson, there's no, there's no plan. Um, with racing... Like, do, do they have any protocols? Do they put anything into racing? So, all right, Huey Bowman is going to retire in two years. Do they put things in place for the, so the retirement is is, is easy, easy into normality or they just say, all right, we've had enough of Huey. He's a Hall of Famer. See you later. You're done. Yeah. Pretty much? Not really. I, I guess it's up to the individual. Yeah. Really. Um, you know, I guess there's media opportunity for a select few. Yeah. Um, if you want to do that, obviously you could go into training if that uh, if that's an interest to you. There's plenty of roles within the industry that people can uh, migrate to. But I, I, to answer your question, I don't think many people really plan. And, and the thing about jockeys, most jockeys retire. I think the average retirement rate age is between 30 and 35. Um, okay. So... You know, it's still relatively young, of course, and I guess, yeah, there's not really a set protocol or plan in place, but there are plenty of opportunities within the industry, and I guess it just comes down to if you want to continue on. And a lot of people, you know, that have been jockeys have left school early, probably had limited education at school to start riding, you know, certainly up until the stage that I was at, I think maybe it might be different now with the younger guys coming through or younger girl, guys and girls because education's much more um, available, I, yeah. I guess, to, to everyone. Um, so, But certainly in my years coming through in the younger years, jockeys tended to be uneducated and, and probably got a bit sick of racing, to be honest, to mm. a degree, um, the vast majority. But... You know, I think with the society now and the way business is and the way businesses are, um, you know, there's certainly opportunities out there. It's just a case of whether the individual wants to pursue within the industry or, or go abroad. Mate, uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the legends. I think he's very underrated when it comes down to um, great sports legends in this in this country because as a simple fact that we support massive teams you know, AFL and NRL sort of dominate, but he's going to go down as one of the greats. I think the thing is with, with racing is that not everybody follows racing. You know what I mean? So people probably don't realise. They Most just know people, Huey Bowman or Winks or heard something of like that. Or they Hugh just love him. Or, but they know of the people that are achieving to great levels and he's achieved so but many he's things. He's a freak. And, and yeah. I, like, he's not going to go down as like, oh, that guy, that, that dude who just rode Winks to 
unbeatable career. He's like, so he's much He's a more. fucking freak. The so dude much wins. He won five races in one day. Not that I was on. Yeah, no, <laughs> neither was I. But uh, yeah, I appreciate his time. He's one of he's one of the great blokes as well. So he's a great advocate and a role model for all these young kids and aspiring jockeys and all that kind of stuff. And the black book once more. <laughs> You're doing it's awesome. Do you know what happy sad is? No. Happy sad's when you're happy, but you're also sad. Do you know why I'm happy sad Bipolar? this week? That could be. Yeah. Could be that. I could actually be that. But you are a I pharmacist. There's some meds up there, mate. What I am is happy sad. Happy because we're winning money. Sad because it's our arsehole producer that has come through. Mate, I, with, lo- I love this banter and I love him because he's been killing it. I'm going to put straight out, I'm going to say he's two from two. Right. And well, yeah. pretty much we had 300 before he actually started putting his two cents in. Uh, more and than now, that. Thank you. We've got a well, 1,400, 1,500 to our club. It doesn't matter what we've got. The point is he's winning. <laughs> anyway, and call the profit profit so we can the just the profit boast. profit. We'll now league's back. I better, I better step my fucking game up. Do you know what I should have done? I should have set this up earlier. Hang on. Have you got your headphones on? No. No. All right. Well, we're ringing Jared now. Let's hope he doesn't drop the phone. All right. Oops. Hello. The Prophet Prophet. <laughs> How are you? Good, mate. What's happening? Not a whole lot, mate. Not a lot at all. You must really look forward to Wednesday night. I, uh, <laughs> I really do enjoy them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, good, because I've got no more horsing, uh, or ho- I mean, horse punts anymore. Horse, horse skills. <laughs> horse skills. NRL is back, thank goodness. So yeah. we can uh, I can start getting some winners on that front. Can we just talk briefly uh, the producer, yeah, two from two, yeah. I'm as shocked as you are because the bloke genuinely, if you looked at him, you would not think he knows a thing. But he's two from two, and he's also <laughs> confident that he's coming through with the goods again this week, Jared. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like he. Uh, it sounds like he might be. Yeah. Well, you already know what he's tipped, obviously. Say so we go. He won't tell me, Jared. Oh right, okay. Yeah, no, he keeps him to himself. He keeps, he keeps him to himself. himself. We're on a group. We're, yeah. on a, we're on a group chat, and he gives nothing out. And that's because he doesn't know. That's because he's getting it off someone else. But anyway, I'm not going to be. I give all my tips out. I'm going to be <laughs> nice to him this week because he's done well. Jared, who would you like first? Because I'm I'm going down the rabbit hole of a. You're stuck in a rabbit hole. He, he's that. He's that excited that he can bet on NRL now. He's going to go through yeah. fucking ten multis. I think. I'm multis. Um, mate, my, my, I'm actually going to do a multi as well. And I think I'm going to back the Roosters at, I think it's 250, 13 plus against South. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the Tigers there, 550 against Cronulla. They're playing 13 plus as well. I just think there's some teams out there right now that haven't put that hard work in and they're really uh, struggling with their spine. The Roosters seem a little bit pissed off. They lost their first two. They got everybody back. Souths are really depleted. I think. Uh, I think that's. A, I think it's a good. Be a good multi. Do you like the way yeah. he's giving you what the price is, Jared? <laughs> I do. Well, I mean, like, hey, I'm a fucking Ned's going. ambassador. I know what's going on. I got the app. I got the app. The star of the Ned six pack. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I know what's going on. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, it, it certainly does add a lot more confidence. I mean. Uh, Obviously, heading back to the NRL and knowing yeah. all the prices, outstanding. I think we're uh, I think we're ready for a win here. I do agree with you. I mean, obviously, you are the uh, the expert on this, but I do agree with you that uh, West Tigers are something of a chance against the Sharks this yeah. week. I just yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. I think so as well. And I think there'll be a couple of blowouts this week because there'll be some teams that have been really working hard during this COVID period. And obviously the individual training. I'm just looking at the Roosters and I look at the at the Tigers. They've got some real young, hungry, hungry kids. That uh, yeah. that are really keen to make a, a statement and to get into that seventeen. So they would have been working their asses off these guys for the Tigers, and the Roosters have. They've, I mean, their first two games they got beat by a field goal against Manly, but um, they were on the cusp. They had they had a lot of you know real bad injuries in some really key positions, but they got everybody back now. There's no excuse, and they'll be pissed off. They're not going to go zero and three. So I reckon they're going to. And South being depleted, no Cody Walker, Latrell still at fullback. So. Um, yeah, and their forwards are a little bit, little bit shallow in my eyes. I just think they're two good bets that I think you know, if you know, knowing the game, that they should win. 
And if I put yeah, in a nice. multi and I put fifty on it, I think I can win big. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty good. We're looking at two dollars fifty for the other uh, roosters thirteen plus. And what did you say for West? Well, I didn't actually five, have that five, fifty, five fifty, five fifty, yeah, nice. thirteen plus. Well, yeah. we're gonna get we're well, we're gonna get well over ten dollars for that. I don't have the exact figure uh, in front of me to be honest, but uh, fifty on that, we yeah. could uh, we could very well be almost doubling what we've already got in the kitty now, which would be great. Easily. All right. Now, what about me? And obviously, I'm the superstar of this group, even though the producer <laughs> has he's, – he's fluked a couple. But I'm going to go – now, Fatus, uh won well and will win again. Yeah. Confident. Chartreuse. Yep. The Sydney Roosters will win, and I'm just going to take them head-to-head. Yep. And one of my old favourites, Grand Piano, is running. And, going around in Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. And I'm just going to back it each way. Oh, I knew purely, it. I knew it. There Mr. we go. Each way. <laughs> purely to annoy everyone. What's his name? Yeah. Grand Piano each way. It's Grand Piano. Yeah, no, I really like this. Let's go this through this leg by leg. Uh, for two, it's like you said, Annie, she's just been enormous this year. She did deliver you that win a couple of weeks ago as well, so she's already been good for us. Pretty short in the market here, but in a three-leg multi, adds a nice little bit of value. Um, Grand Piano, that one that we were talking about just then, also a star for us a few weeks ago. Carter race, the three dollars for the place. How good is that value? Thank you very much. Um, and, and in terms of this NRL leg, I really like that you've gone for the safer option with the match betting here. It is very easy to get carried away with a bunch of weird things in a multi, especially in an NRL multi. Mm. I think this together was a very winnable one. We're getting around seven dollars for that. There we go. See, and don't yeah. let's not let's not really throw stones at weird multis until I've really started winding up later. In the, season, <laughs> the, the NBA will start soon, and we'll be going on that. The NFL will start. I'm oh, going to be hitting geez. you with a 25 leg multi before you know it. So yeah. you obviously you <laughs> yeah. obviously know what the producer's pick is this week. Um, do you do you want? Well, he's looking at me now. <laughs> is it weird? Tell me, tell me what it is. Okay. Well, he's actually given me two. He gave me a best bet. And he also said that you blokes tasked him with finding something at bigger odds than Reykjavik at $11, which won last week. So he's given me two. Do you want the best bets? Do you want the roughies? Do you want both? Do you just want the roughie? How do you want to do this? Well, oh, the do you know, for, for – The kids need to hey, – oh, we want to get boots for him. We want boots for him at the end of the year. For the sake of – for the not sake just, of – Not just beanies. Accuracy, let's just point <laughs> yeah. out, we didn't ask the producer. The producer came in and said – I'm going to provide you with this in the next three weeks. He said, I'm going to get a favourite, then I'm going to get oh, a 6 ba- to 12 shot. He backed it. He backed so it. if he's acting like this is purely on his back, and so I would like this knowing that if he fails, he fails himself. And if he wins, I want an investigation. Oh, if he wins, then I think the entire racing industry needs to be <laughs> shut down because it's clearly yeah. hottest case. How do we want to do it, Jared? So we go 25 what? on each of those two bets? like to do that, this, let me tell you about this. This If he was saying he's going to go for a favourite, then what did you say? A 6 to 12 and then 13 beyond. Is yeah, so the, the first so the first one was Sikorsky, which he got up. Then the second one was yeah. last week Reykjavik. And now he's saying this roughy, that's his 12 to 8. And I'll tell you what, I give up punning. If he gets this right, this is I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this. 50 on the nose, yeah. I reckon. Yeah, well, you might dislike me a little bit, Ian, here, because I actually landed on this one today myself. Yes, my we're going, we're going straight on the well. nose. We're not each way. Oh, Only well. Ian is each way, so. Yeah, so to be fair, we did go on the nose of the roughy last week and it got up, so that's turned out to be a pretty good omen for us. Mm. All right, well, you you're, the boss, right? you're the boss, Jared, if that's what you think. I mean, that's, I'm happy with that because then it's yeah. essentially it means if he loses, he can shut up. So. Yeah. It's win women by the sounds of things. Um, but, yeah, no, this one is Caulfield Race 9, number one, Pacadali, right? It's paying $17 as we speak. Uh, it's a pretty wide-open race, this one. A lot of them do have claims on winning. Uh, this thing is third up. He did finish off the pace last week, but I think he was just ridden a little bit too forward there. He should be able to lob to a nice position just behind the pace this week from Barrier 8. I think fit a third up. I, I really do think that he's a chance here. $17. Fancy getting that one home. Yeah, but you're always positive, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I, you are... I, wasn't pos- I wasn't positive about Will sit last week. No, you weren't. And you were, so, uh, <laughs> you were proved correct on that. That's actually clearly the least positive you've been about anything. Yeah. And it yeah. ran awful. All right, mate. So yeah. there we go. We've got three on. 
Uh, we've got my multis, which will get – they will snake themselves up to about 30 legs in no time. Will will get the yep. footy ones done. And the producer, if this – would can we say if this doesn't win, he's out? Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, that's he's, harsh. He's looking down the barrel of a perfect score at the moment. But if oh. That's what you want to do. Are you feeding him <laughs> tips? Is that what's happening? This is a, this no, is absolutely not. I'm absolutely getting not, he, All right. Yeah, I get Valandis onto this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Sort this shit out. All right, mate. Well, thanks again, and uh, yeah, I honestly, genuinely hope that we win, even though it makes me very upset when yeah. Craig's tips come up. <laughs> it makes me happy. Thanks again, yeah. mate. You're uh, you've been a massive support to us, and uh, we really do appreciate it. No worries, guys. Thanks, heading back into the thanks, Will. Heading back into the NRL season, we're at twelve hundred dollars into the kitty, so that's a pretty good start. Yeah, it's a good start with, uh, with a lot of footy to play. All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, thanks mate. guys. Have See a good weekend. Bye. Cheers, Cheers. buddy. Rugby league is back, and yes. what we are so good at is yeah, tips. Oh. We're good yeah. at it. Hey, well, you well, are. The first, the first two rounds, what was I, eight from eight and seven from eight? I don't know. Let's not worry about what oh, you were or I was yeah, or who, who did who this cares? or who did no. that. We're, we're starting from yeah, scratch. All right. all right, all right. The first game of the round is Thursday night, Brisbane versus Suncorp Stadium, man. Parramatta. Do we really have to go into, like, obviously, this is a totally, this is, Totally new for everybody, the, the home ground advantage. Usually we would go into it, wouldn't we? I'd be like, oh, my God, it's a Suncorp. Fuck, Broncos are unbeatable. Playing against Parramatta, you've got to travel. Now I'm just thinking, travel, being in that sort of bubble, does it really play on these young kids mentally? So i really got to get into the psyche of these young kids where Brisbane, I'm going to back Brisbane because of the fact that they don't have to leave their home. They're, they're, they're comfortable with their families or friends or whoever they live with, but Parramatta have to be in that bubble with the flying, the private, the private flying, getting chauffeured into their, into their buses and then their buses to their hotels and not be able to move. It's going to take some sort of stress on you. Like Just be mindful of that, especially the punters when they're going to, when they're going to start um, punting on these games and gamble responsibly, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw, but, I saw they, they did a thing where uh, – the captains of all of the sides picked who they thought was going to win the grand final. No one cared about Parramatta, and Parramatta played well. Parramatta have a really good side. They're a good team. Uh, the Broncos have, um, you know, they won their first two games, but David Fafita, missing him, he was ridiculous. You know, he's, he's, he's that sort of person. Like, in, in, this, in this modern era, I'm like, who do I want to watch play? I want to watch, I want to watch Tal Malolo, and I want to watch David Fafita. Now that he's out, I don't really want to watch this game that much. I want to watch it. I will watch it because there's not fucking anything on. But David Fafita is box office. He's a superstar. He's a genuine superstar, and he's proved that in the last couple in the last year. And I'm really disappointed that he's he's not playing. Get 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 better. Four to six weeks. I think he's done with a knee injury. But um, yeah, it's 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 disappointing watching watching him sit on the sidelines. What about that Brisbane Ford package? Yeah, but like without Matt Lodge coming back from a partial torn ACL, that's great. Good on him. He's been through a a shitload in the last two and a half years. So credit to him and his character. So, um, I'm not sure. I'm I'm actually confused. I'm going to back now because I just just said David Fafita is out. He is. But he replaced so, with a good. Do you know what we're going to do? We're, we're going to we're going to come. Jamal Hopawate. Oh fuck, he's a beast too. See, they got the best. Yeah, but Alex Lang comes back as back as well. Yeah, yeah we'll right. come back. Do you know what we're going to do? We're going to do the tips at the very end. So all right. for all, all of those preview. people that want to see how much better I am at tipping than you are, we can yeah. just condense yeah, it into right. one easy. I don't even have to look at shit, and I know who's out in. North Queensland versus the Titans. Titans stink. Yeah, they, they do. They better. do. It's just like I, I something just it's it's just not right with that club at the moment. Everything, like, everything's not right. You know, right the play. Club. I mean, last year they had some really good players. They, did had, they, they who did they have? They had, Joy four, Arrow, they had the four or five representative players in their pack. Ryan oh, James, yeah, yeah. Joy Arrow. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you got Wallace. That means that you should be able to at least withstand the drama that's going to come through the middle of your pack. That's that is at least seventy percent of your battle. And then just maintain the middle and then hopefully you can score some tries, some good field position, get to your kicks, complete your sets. All these fundamentals that you coach every fucking day must be killing the coaches at teams that can't do that. Um, the Titans just can't really do it. You put Tyron Roberts at fullback right now, 
because Brimson's um, out. Yeah, because Brimson's out. He's a really good player. I played with T for three years at Newcastle. He's a really good kid, good leader up there. I'm glad that he's become the man that I thought he would. He's a really good. He's a great leader of that club. Such a freak. But that I mean. They're still got a not not a bad side, but the halves really disappoint me. The halfback really, the seven really needs to show up. The six really needs to show, and I, I just don't I don't think they'll win. Honestly, it's um, if someone said to me, "You can either coach the Titans, or I'm going to punch you in the nuts," mm. I'd take the nut punch. Well, the Cowboys are up there as well. I mean, Cowboys would be frustrating to coach. You know, this year, um, they're going. To go. Well, they'll, they'll they'll win that. So. The the big game of the round, the mm. old rivalry. This is a yeah. The it roosters. Is a big, it is a big rivalry, mate. But um, I, I think if you are a genuine fan of the rabbits and the roosters rivalry, you're like fuck. This is not. This is this doesn't count. This isn't the rabbits. This is not because the rabbit. They have a Latrell Mitchell who's playing. I think out of position at the moment. He's still underdone. Uh, Cody Walker's out. They got a, you got a forward pack who has at least you know four four or five starters out from the usual rivalry in the last four or five years when these both these teams have been dominant. There's no Sam Burgess, no George Burgess. Uh, you got some really good. You got some young kids coming up. You got a young kid Dargan who's going to debut against the Roosters, who are pissed off because they played the first two games. They played pretty bad. I tip, I tipped against them. They got beat against Penrith, and they got they just. And they, which they were a better team for what sixty minutes against Penrith. Why do you have to bring up that you tipped no, against I'm just saying, them just I, I, to rub it in my face? I'm like again. Rain Man with his shit. <laughs> and then and then they got beat manly when Cherry Evans kicked that field goal. You know, so they got two games that they're pissed off. They went zero and two, and now you got to go. All right, we go back to the drawing board. You get Boyd Cordner back. You got you got a fit two fit Morris brothers. Tedesco was a bit down in the first two rounds. Kiri Flanagan, like I think Takeaho was a little bit injured. Uh, Hargraves is playing like a beast. Jake Friend, you got Boyd Corner, Crichton, and Victor Radley, and then the bench is stacked. I just think they look pissed off and they look hungry, and that's the sort of club that I look at at the moment. Now, I know the professionalism that Robbo brings in, and what he's been driving through this COVID period, and he's been onto his boys. He's been onto all of them. Most of them have been training with Roger Fabry. The great Roger Fabry, the sprint coach, who's been he's been getting you know uh, Boyd Corner, Jake Friend, all these other lads down there, Joseph Manu, all the right people in that team. So it looks they look good, and I, that's why I've, they're, they're in my little multi thirteen plus. I'll tell you who doesn't look good, and that is the poor old Warriors because they're yeah, I mean they're just shout good out to on them. The, shout out to the Warriors. I mean I love playing against us. Great battles against them. I know what they stand for. They're proud men. Coming over here, they've kept the NRL afloat. You know, they should have all the dispensation and compensation for, for next year. You know, what they've done for what they've done right now. They've they're leaving their families. Like, can you picture this being an NRL player? You play in New Zealand, which is hard enough to even come over here anyway. But all right, fuck it. You come over here and you are you are you are stuck in. On the, I think on the Central Coast, they've been in Tamworth for two weeks, uh, which is a great place, Tamworth. <laughs> <laughs> but now they're on the Central Coast. I think they're in Terrigal. Great facilities, great everything, but you're still not with your family. Yeah. Which is the absolute killer. So, uh, and I think people with families in the NRL, their hearts melt when they know what the when they know what the Warriors are going are doing for. Everybody for a collective group. Well, as and a reward, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. I don't know how they're going to go. I. I'm not sure how if they are going to go good. How long it's going to last for? Because you don't have that. Being a rugby league player, you have that. Um, yeah, you, you have that beauty of going to going to train, having a real good time with the boys, and and socialising, and then breaking it off, and then going. All right, I'm back with my family. That's normality. There's nothing like that. They're 24 7 with their teammates. That would piss anyone off. Well, as a reward, they're playing St. George or shit. So, well, but, you know, Cronulla. Every, every game's going to be hard. Cronulla versus the Tigers. I know you are keen on the Tigers here. Yeah. Cronulla I mean, uh, are under a cloud, obviously, with what's happened through the week. Yeah. I think it's going to. Well, I agree with you, Will. I think West will go right. West were pretty, they were impressive in the first two rounds, yeah, and and I, and I just think you can't really like go. I'm I'm saying that the Roosters real real shit in the first two rounds and other teams. We cannot even picture that. We can't even go back there and go. Oh, they played really good. What nine weeks ago? Mm. No one gives a shit. It's like, like this is a totally new competition. Other than the points have been 
given to the guys that won the first two rounds, which is great. But, mate, it doesn't mean shit. You've had nine weeks off. You have had no ball work or comp or wrestling or proper weights or proper sprint sessions or ball like skill sessions, anything like you have done nothing until last week. And they expect so everybody just don't expect this high, high level of rugby league right yet. Just give it at least four weeks until they start getting their legs. You know, you're gonna see some big boys out there struggling a little bit, but just, you know, they're out there. Just don't expect the high, you know, the high um high percentage plays. It'll blokes, be all low percentage, but it'll be four, it'll be like Penrith, four up for a kick. Well, blokes have been in isolation for a while. There's probably been plenty of ball work, Will. I I think the match of the round is probably the Storm against Canberra, which potentially yeah. could be a grand final. Yeah. So that's actually a good game. I, I yeah, I, I don't know where to go on that. I'll, I'll go at the end. I won't tell you mm. because I'm worried you'll tip. Far opposite. out. Two dollars thirty. The Raiders. Yeah, right. I think the Storm have been. I mean, both these clubs are very professional. The Storm is probably the most professional outfit in the NRL. I don't think they'll really miss a beat. They've got Brandon Smith back. From injury, they got a couple of really good key players back. Gives Cameron Smith a rest. As we are, uh, we spoke to Boy Cordner about six weeks ago. You know, Boy Cordner, he was the Boy Cordner who was eighteen who debuted. Is a, is a lot different than a twenty-eight-year-old right now. He needed that break. Cameron Smith will probably play another fucking four years. <laughs> you know, after, after this break, um, that'll be a great game. The, the coaching, sorry, the coaching, the coaching and the leadership in clubs is so important and paramount at this time. And I think just the clubs, if you are going to back any any team, just go for the professionalism of the club, which comes from the top all the way to the coaching than the players. Paramount. That's good. I like that. Penrith, uh, who I used to hate but now I'm all over, wow. versus Newcastle. Do you know? Oh, no, I'm going Newcastle. But yeah. no, Penrith. What do you think, William? Yeah, I think McCulloch would be massive for the Newcastle. Except he's not playing this week. He's so. not playing. Why? No, I don't know. Because – Coach O'Brien chose not oh, to play. Oh, that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Connor Watson's wow. playing. Fuck, Connor Watson should be on the bench. If I was a coach, Connor Watson stays on the bench. McCulloch is a fucking 250-game vet. Maybe for Australia. Played didn't for, know I, don't give, I don't give a shit. He knows, he knows exactly every system's the same. That's, that's frustrating for me. Um, that's terrible. Mate, that could cost him the game just because simply of just the coaching and selecting. I understand that, oh, look, we're going to give – you know the next the next person off the you know off the rank because Brayley got injured. Fuck that. McCulloch is tried and tested and is a vet and should be in the team. That's mm. dumb. I look forward, two points there. I look forward to Nathan Cleary's TikTok updates during that game. <laughs> uh, the, I can't even remember my writing here. What's that? Manly, Manly against oh, Canterbury. I'd like to say Canterbury good, but they're mm. just not. They're just no, not a good team. No, they're not. They're going to struggle for. I mean, they got McCulloch for next year. Hopefully, they get. Bateman, McCulloch said it. Look, they've Canterbury have said they're not interested in McCulloch. They said they're signing for two years, wasn't it? No, that was paper talk. I Can believe, we just talk I believe about everything in the paper? I believe everything in the paper. Do, do you know what? Can we just quickly talk about when Je- Bateman comes out and bags James Hooper having it. a bald head? Yeah, and then it turns out he actually has been negotiating. <laughs> what is that, mate? Play games with this great from Bateman, mate. I love it. He was taking a piss the whole time. He smashes fucking hoops. And uh, just sends it into a spiral. The buzz got the the real the real uh, the buzz. Sort of scoop. The buzz never misses. But uh, mate, it's great that he. I've seen. I've been following it on Twitter. But it's been great. And it's never it's never a dull moment when you see the poo emoji coming out. I love the poo <laughs> emoji. All right, William. Let's have your tips. And the eggplant. And the egg. <laughs> <laughs> Two of my favourite emojis. Eggplant. All right. Tips. Brisbane right. versus Parramatta. I'm going to go Parramatta simply because of the fact that my oh, boy for feet is out. I'm going Brisbane just to be different from you. North Queensland versus Titans. You're going the Cowboys. Titans. Cowboys. Are you? Okay. I also I'm never going to back the, the I'm never going to back the Titans once this year. No. I, don't even, I don't care. Roosters. I'm going to back. Roosters South. We're going the Roosters, yeah. both of us. I'm going the Dragons. Warriors, St. George. I'm going the Warriors because I hate St. George. No, wow. actually, I'm going St. George. Uh, oh, was that your gut? Maybe the Warriors. Oh, oh, don't just, test you know what? I want the Warriors to win, but that yeah. doesn't. Is that your that heart doesn't pay or your bills. gut? My heart says Warriors. Right. I'm going to go the Dragons. So am I. It's a smart bet. Cronulla versus West. I. This you're is, going this West. Is my Maldi. Thirteen I'm also plus going West. the Tigers. I'm going to back thirteen plus. This will be an interesting one. Storm Canberra. 
I'm I'm stuck. Can we go to the Newcastle Panthers? All right, game? Newcastle. Oh, I'm Panthers. stuck on that. Let's go to the uh, Sea Eagles and Bulldogs. Oh, that's an easy one. All right, Sea Eagles, and then I'm going to back the Panthers because of the fact that McCulloch isn't playing, and I'm going to go the Storm because it's at Amy Park, even though there's no fucking crowd. But uh, just the tra- right. I think the traveling. I think the traveling is important. So I'm going to go. I'm going Penrith because Newcastle don't have Ponga. Mm. He's suspended. Tex Hoy. Matt Hoy's kid. That's right. Shit. Mm. Fuck. That, that, oh, that's why I went Penrith as well. And the Storm versus Canberra. I'm going Canberra. You would. There you go. All right. So let's just see. We've got a few different there. I think oh, it's well. nil all on the tipping point. <laughs> it, it is nil all. It's nil all. I just think I think it's very important that people look at where the home game is and the travelling. It's very important. The NRL have wiped the points, have not wiped the points we have here. What's been happening with the referees no anyway? What's, are they back? Are we playing? One referee. One oh, referee. your man Badge got dropped. Fuck Badge, he's dude, a my man. He's a touchy. Oh, wow. It's Come on, Badge, beard. you're better than that. Remember the, day, remember the days in the Empire, 99? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> We've decided, well, you've decided, that the kangaroo tails have been going so well that we're going to move into origin, have you got origin tails? Yeah. I think the kangaroo tales. It's origin sort of, stories. Yeah, origin stories. Uh, I think the kangaroo tales. There's only a certain level I can go to before you know you have to pull back. People a get bit. divorced and, <laughs> and and shit starts hitting the fan. Um, Whereas the origin said, stories origin are going to be story, origin plainer. stories are fun. I mean, I, I was I was um, fortunate enough to play Origin for one uh, to win a couple of series, play with some great players, and to be a part of the infamous team that ended all bonding sessions this forever. This is an excellent story and I feel as though <laughs> the people I, need I, to hear I, it. I only, I only, like I sort of, it sort of comes to me when they, I think New South Wales had, it was like, it was supposed to be the naming of the Blues, which was supposed to be last, I think last week or last Thursday or something, which is a great night. But it's such a different night to when when we were playing compared to when, that's when the team got selected. So the team usually, uh, Get selected now on a they know on a Sunday and then on Monday we go to Star you know the Star yep. the Star City With and the have, yeah Star City everyone's dressed everyone's in suits and you know it's all red carpet and all this sort of bullshit and you know you got sort of former players like myself and guys that played from 1980 pretty much to now you got all the greats there going fuck. I feel sorry for these young kids you know what I mean like look what they got to do they got to sit in their suits and get like you know. Pranced, pranced around and get shown to the media and do all this media sort of stuff where we used to get named on Sunday and come into camp on Sunday, but they come in on Monday. So that's the difference. Sunday night in Sydney back in the 2000s, if people, if people were fucking, you know, if you had half a decent life, it was probably the best it was night. The best night it the was week. the best night of the week. Because that's so, when hospitality people yeah, stopped Yeah, and that working. was a crazy night. So every Sunday we'd play a Sunday game or Saturday game. You knew you were in origin, all this kind of shit, and it was unbelievable. That's why I feel sorry for these young kids. They're like, well, what, was it, what was it like? And they're, tra- they're, tra- they're speaking like it was like 50 years ago. So this is only like 10, 10 or 15 years ago. You know, we part of yeah, we fucked it up for all these. Do they not realise that you're the one that ruined it for them? <laughs> no, they, 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 laugh, they laugh about it because we fucked it up for all these, I told you. So anyway... I think it was 2004. Uh, we had a pretty good side. We had a great, um, I think it was leading into it. Anyway, the narrative is we were on the, we won 2000, I think maybe 2002 was a draw, 2003 we won, 2004 we come up with a really good side. Uh, Gus was a coach, go to Clovelly Hotel on the Sunday. Uh, so that's a really, I'm not even going to name players. I think everybody sort of knows what happened. Um, so we get to we get to Clovelly and Gus Gus's big thing was was just giving shots to everyone. Shots to Sam Booker. Sam Booker isn't everybody's cup of tea. Everybody ran a Sam Booker and like everybody, you know, was necking him, necking him, necking him. Um and there was a very prominent uh TV personality slash um journo who was on that night. And I could fucking ruin his whole career, but I won't. <laughs> um, he was out that night, so we all we all drink a piss at Clovelly Hotel. We go back to the we go back to the um, to the Crown at Coogee, and then everyone's pretty pumped up. Wanting, but this is on the back of the Coffs Harbour stuff with the Bulldogs and everything like that, you know. And it was like, oh, do do we go out or not? Everyone was sort of, you know, 
he'll he yeah very hesitant. So he asks one of the senior coaching staffs because Gus just goes to bed and shuts shop and goes, all right, do what you want, whatever. So we get pretty much we I'm thinking we get the nod from from Gus because it comes from his his right hand man. All right, bang, we can go out. So we all get in a cab. It's like I think four cabs heading to the cross, heading to the end to the heading to sat, heading to the empire, the empire. promised land. Yeah. Let's call it so straight to the empire. There was um, just double vodka Red Bulls, Sam Booker shot, everything, just going ballistic. And we had security. Everything was right. Security guards with us. Everything was was going fine. We there was no time limit or anything like. We had to all we had to know. We had to be at training at ten o'clock the next day. Anyway, shit goes sideways. We walk out the front. Uh, we all tell security to fuck off. See you later. Jump the cab. We go to a. This is about eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, uh, six no six o'clock in the morning. We go to an early opener on um, on Parramatta Road. There's about four of us, um, and about five went uh, to start. I think five to six went to Star City. So out of the seventeen, there wasn't like a thirty man squad that they carry they carry now. So out of the seventeen, I think twelve are out, and like and then. And then, so we walk out of this pub on um, on Parramatta Road, and I think if everyone puts, if everybody sort of remembers the story, there's myself and and two other people, some other people, yeah, two other players, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting on, and I said, look, we can't get back to the, we can't get back to training because if we get, because it was peak hour traffic, <laughs> it was like eight, <laughs> it was eight thirty and nine o'clock on George, it was on George Street, not Parramatta, Road, on George Street. And we're like, I said, fuck, we've got to catch a bus. So we get a bus and he drops us all. So I'm sitting opposite. This is where the, I haven't been caught a bus in like 10, 10 years or anything like that. This is where like, obviously the bus is going forward, but you face each other on the side. You know what I mean? So I'm facing this other guy and I'm like, the other player, I'm going, and I knew he was quite intoxicated. I'm like, and then I had another player behind me facing me. And I'm like, just make sure you keep, you keep steady. Don't fall because obviously buses stop. So the bus stopped and then old mate has fucking hit behind, has hit, has gone behind the bus driver with his legs up and he was eating a pie and a sausage roll. So we weren't saying shit the whole time. People sort of recognised going, oh, God, these are the, the you know. You're six foot five, Will. Yeah. And you were probably and ducking up with on the other, And with the other couple of guys. People going so to work. Pe- people can picture it. So he's, the bus has stopped. He's gone leg over. So his head is behind the bus driver where he's had that glass bit and he's, He's got a pint of sausage roll and he's eating it at the same time and he doesn't give a fuck either. And he, But no one was swearing, no one was doing anything rude anyway. So I'm like, oh, my God, I have to go over and get him out because he couldn't get out because <laughs> gravity, obviously, it's, it's pointing, it's going that way and the bus is stopping and his head is jammed behind and his legs are in the air. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. So my other mate behind me, we, we can't stop fucking laughing. We honestly can't stop laughing because we're like, look at him. Where's the Dwight, bus at this Dwight, stage? Nearly stopping. <laughs> nearly stopping. So stop. And I've pulled, I've pulled him up. I said, can you sit down? You know, you know, just sort of give him that sort of look. I'm like, hey, sauce, pie, fucking whatever you want all over his face. Didn't even notice. He didn't know. I said, can you, I didn't, I wasn't going to wipe, what am I going to wipe my hands? We're silent all the way in. We're silent all the way into, um, into training. I mean, into the, the hotel, no sleep, got changed, straight down to Coogee um, Oval and had to do f- – and, and on the way there, so there was a shitload of media. We didn't even know why. We didn't know why because, like, usually there's a heap of media anyway and they're going, oh, you know, you hear about the phone call, you hear about the phone call, phone call. Well, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? We, we didn't know about a phone call because there's three, three or four cabs went rolling in there. Um. And we're like, no. And then the old mate uh, from Channel 9 or someone pulled me up. He goes, oh, mate, can we have a talk? I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, it would have been stinking like piss and just darts and good times and whatever. Um, uh, so I heard uh, there's a couple of um, young players caught a bus home. And I just laughed and just walked off. I laughed. And, walked, and I thought that was the only big, that was the drama. You know what I mean? So we did 50 50s, 50 50 meter sprints. In that session, it was oh, fucking disgusting. Yuck. So we got seventeen, I think eighteenth man they called, had they had back then. Um, 
50-50 meter sprints. Everybody did it on time. There was people like that were just spewing their heads off. And then we had, I remember this one thing. Luke Lewis was a fucking young kid. I could name Luke Lewis because he never drunk back then. Um, he's like, he was sitting next to me and um, I think we've only probably done about seven. He's like, 43 to go. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> 43, don't say anything, 43 to go. Like he was fit as hell. He's a winger, good looking young blonde kid. Love Louis. Shout out to Louis. But like, I'm like, shut the fuck up, 43. It's a stupid number. Anyway, after that, we knew apparently someone made a phone call and everybody knows who got um, suspended after that. But I remember before that, we were sitting at a cafe. So it was about five of us that were out at that time. And we hear, you know, our media manager goes, gives us the script of what was said. And I'm not even going to repeat. I'm like, I said, I wouldn't say that shit. I'm like that sort of dude. We did, and the, the, the rule was no phones. So I didn't have a phone. It wasn't that sort of era where you fucking brought your phone everywhere with you anyway. But it was like no phone. So the rule was, so we all got, yeah, so Gaz, who obviously made the phone call, because we're all sitting around and like about four or five of us. I said, that wouldn't, wouldn't be my lingo, all the shit that was said. And he goes, and all I see is like Gaz with his head down. He's like, that, that's me. And that I was say the that end shit. No, of I, was, I, was, I say that shit. I said, "Oh fuck!" Anyway, go back, get, and then next minute we go to the bus to train. And Gaz ain't. This is then like the same day in the Arvo, in the Arvo session. Gaz ain't on the Gaz isn't on the bus. We're like, it must have been Gaz. We sort of laughed about it, and we're like, "Holy shit!" So I think we got. I got fined. I think twelve and a half grand. I think uh, mini. No, not mini. Or I think I don't know five. Five, five of us got fined, our, our match payment. We just donated it to charity. And that's the fucking end of bonding sessions for New South Wales. Did the bloke, did the bloke with the pie on his face get fined? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If we're going to continue being so popular in Ecuador, Panama and Hong Kong, then we really are going to have to- Some great joints. <laughs> Can they fly us over after COVID? It's, well, it's international travel gets back on. We're going to go and do a live show in Panama. Now, we are going to ramp up our socials, aren't we? Yeah, we, we should. We should. So what we're going to do this weekend, footy's back. We're going to keep an eye on all the socials. Engage with us and we'll engage back. Mm. If anyone wants to follow our tips, we'll put them up. Yeah. If anyone wants to follow our uh, punts for the week with yeah. Neds, then we'll put and them I think up. It's, I think it's important that um, we... We get some people to send in some videos. You either direct message me or direct message the take with Willie Mason, and just send a video. Send a video and just tell us why that your your club deserves our winnings at the end of the year. Because I think we're going to win a shitload. We're actually winning. Yeah, it's I mean, a we've, massive we've got surprise. what we've got fourteen hundred, sixteen hundred. That can buy a shitload for a club. So we want to see some clubs from anywhere in Australia, any sport, whatever you do, just send us in and like. And if I mean. If, if it's if it's good enough, we'll pick it. If not, unlucky. But we just want to see some videos where um where it's a, where we can send it to. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep. We're going to keep it. And also, if anyone is out there and they're enjoying our podcast, then please rate and review on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, SoundCloud, That's MySpace. The one I know. <laughs> not Grinder. Keep tuning in. I'll be following Willie more and more. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.